There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. I'm joined tonight by Mark. Um, Ted will be joining us uh, for some Blu-ray news here in a little bit. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. It's been a long week, long weekend. Um, excited, though. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up here. Um, some interesting news this week, that's for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I'm excited for it. I've been waiting for it all week. Um, too yeah. bad. Too bad we couldn't have uh, the whole team together this time, but we're still on truck through it. Sometimes you just gotta keep trucking on. Yeah, but that's all right. It, it's gonna be fun here. I'm I'm excited because we're finishing out our three week series here. We're talking about unsympathetic characters this week. Oh yeah. Um, and there's there's plenty out there. Yes, there's there, definitely there, plenty. There really is. And so we'll 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 be getting into that here in a little bit. Just to kind of start things off here, just a couple bits of news. Things are quiet on the Halloween front, so we don't have anything this week for Halloween Kills, which is fine. I kind of figured that was going to be happening, so be taking a little bit of a break from Halloween Kills news up until we finally get some new news, um, seeing as they're in post-production right now. To kind of start things off here... Um, were you going to say something? I was going to say, yeah, we could kind of use a break because it seemed like we got something new. Like almost every like five or six days we get a new piece of Halloween kill news. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's for sure. And it, it's it's very easy to get burnt out on here in Halloween stuff. So it's probably good that it's we're getting a little bit of a break before things start ramping up. You know, once they get farther into post-production, because I mean, honestly, it's going to be quick before, you know, October's rolling around again. I mean, days aren't just aren't as, you know, long as they used to be, especially as you get older. So that's what they keep like saying, sh- man. <laughs> oh, just wait till you hit 30. Then shit just oh, starts really snowballing. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm so freaking close. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a whole other circus because that's when the shit starts breaking down more. Like oh, once I hit man. thirty, my whole body just started changing. My body's been broken and... down since I was eighteen. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been doing good with like getting back into shape and stuff like that. I mean, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's I've been one trying. thing. I wish I really did. Yeah. Because it's fucking hard. Like it is. You know, being it's very hard. Because I mean, for the longest time i was it was like slowly you know getting more and more out of shape yeah you know i i've, I've never been small by any means because like oh no me neither man it's just you get you get complacent as you get older mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier to just not give a crap <laughs> right no it's 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 very true because like you know throughout my childhood up through you know graduating and stuff you know i was always bigger um, and then after high school, I had moved out of my mom's house and I dropped all that fucking weight. You know, I completely dropped all the weight. I was thin and that was great. And that lasted for about three or four years. 
but I never really changed anything, you know, health yeah. wise, you know, eating wise. And that really caught up with me. And then I slowly started getting the weight back. But as soon as I hit 30, it's like I just fucking blew back up to my original <laughs> weight again. It was like, God damn, you know, if I would have just taken the time and just did had better habits, you know, even just with eating and shit. And now it's like super hard because like me and my wife are going to the gym now. And, you know, I'm eating better because I'm eating a lot more vegetables and stuff like that. Um, whereas before I, I wouldn't, I would eat a lot of junk food, but I mean, it, I'm getting better with it now, uh, you know, cause I was working with a personal trainer for about six months up until recently. And, uh, you know, the eating habits are definitely better. It still could be better, but I mean, it is what it is. And I'm still working towards that, but I tell you what, it's not cause like when I first dropped that weight back when I was 19, it was fucking easy. I like within a year, I dropped like a hundred pounds. Now, <laughs> now that I'm 35, you know, <laughs> Good I'm work, like, pal. <laughs> exactly. I've in the last six months, I've dropped about 20 pounds, which isn't bad. I mean, I'm, I'm not totally complaining about it because 20 pounds in six months with, you know, actually trying to work at it. Whereas oh. up until that point, I was doing nothing but gaining. So. I'm happy, even it if it's me, only 20 pounds. It took me about 18 months to lose 60 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. But they say if you take it off slow like that, it, you're more likely to keep it off. Hey, I'm all, f- I'm all for that if I can keep it off this time. So, yeah, my goal weight's uh, 220, because that's where I was when I was actually thin. So if I can get back down to that weight... I mean, with all my back problems and everything, my body's going to thank me no matter what. So. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm trying to head towards. Uh, I had a goal of a year to lose 100 pounds, so I'm definitely not on track for that. But, you know, still going to the, the gym and stuff with my wife, I, I think that's going to help me too, having somebody else there working with me versus yeah. working with a personal trainer. Because, I mean, the personal trainer really didn't do anything for me. Uh, it was basically us just shelling out a shit ton of money with nothing really to show for it. I mean, it was just basically like I was working out by myself. Yeah. With with no yeah. encouragement, no nothing. So. Yeah, I always do better with a partner, but I don't have one myself. So. Right. I hear you. So, yeah, all that to say that once you hit thirty, shit gets a lot harder. So it's <laughs> it's it's good that you got a good jump on it you know now so that's that's always good but we we got a good show for you we got some uh news here for you some interesting news uh some of it i'm just kind of like i i don't know about this yeah um so so to kind of start things off on kind of a lower note because this kind of really bummed me out even more so we've talked quite a bit about black christmas lately in the remake that's coming out december 13th (laughs) so on top of the fact that they showed way too much in the trailer and gave away a lot of the the story in the movie, on top of the fact that it's like this fucking cult and not just like a singular killer, they're making the fucking movie PG-13 now. Oh, it was such a fucking slap in the face. Oh, man. it's The it's original like, was such an offensive freaking movie. And then they're, yeah. they're just completely flipping it into this family-friendly crap about some kind of weird cult 
Right. Jesus Christ. It's (laughs) now I will say I don't have anything against PG thirteen horror. I mean absolutely not, man. The I had I had a yeah yeah, exactly. I had another example in my head, but I just freaking blanked it. That's all right. But Conjuring's a perfect example. I mean that that was a big money maker. It was a good movie. And it, it didn't need to be rated R for that. Wasn't, but for something like this. Wasn't the babysitter PG thirteen on Netflix? No, that no. was R. That yeah, was that was Gore a lot line. of gore. Oh yeah, but gore doesn't right, okay. It wasn't yeah, that there was much. <laughs> a lot. There was a lot in that movie. <laughs> there was a lot of gore in that movie. But you know, it if if the if the movie's right for PG thirteen, it's good. We're talking about a killer here. We're, we're talking gore. I mean, we're talking a lot of... If it's anything like the original, which I'm guessing it's not going to be, there was a lot of taboo stuff in it, you know, mm. in the original. That was like, like, woo. You know, back then, they really went that way, <laughs> you know? And I, I and I know it's a remake, and, and they're probably not going a lot of the same way that the original did, but at the same time, it's a slasher flick, you know? You don't make a fucking slasher flick PG-13. I've never known one that was good that was a PG-13 slasher flick. Mm. I mean, at least I can't think of one. With with everything else that we've seen about this movie, it's just, it, it doesn't matter either way to me. I'm probably not no. going to watch it. No, and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of at that point now, too, because like, I was very much on the on the fence about it, but this kind of made it the decision for me. It's like the one Blumhouse movie that I'm probably never going to like. I mean, and granted, you know, I would have to see it to really judge it for what it is. You know, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. But at the same time, it's done everything the wrong way thus far. And it's trying to appeal to a wider audience instead of trying to appeal to fans of the original, you know? Because it's... And not that they always have to pander to, you know the the hardcore fans of of the subject matter but at the same time it's like it is like a slap in the face to them yeah well you, know? you kind of gotta gotta respect the original i think right because that's where the whole, without the original you wouldn't have this movie you know at, at least some kind of nod to it or something but i don't think we're going to get that at all <laughs> no definitely not i i really don't think we will either which is sad. I mean, yeah. other than the fact that it's taking place in a sorority house, for the most part, at least it seems like. And, yeah, I mean, beyond that, it's just like, you should have just called it something else besides Black Christmas. Yep. You know? I mean, it's got me a little frustrated. That's that's for sure. I mean, I love Blumhouse. I've loved almost everything that they've put out, but this, this really is kind of annoying <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, it's just they they're taking a property they've done so good with other properties yet they fuck this one up it seems like and i don't know i it's i'm still gonna have to see how it is to truly judge it because i don't want to just totally bash the fucking thing without ever seeing it but i i've got no real like urge to see it now you know, with it being PG-13, with it being this stupid cult, and 
it's just it's just not really calling out my name <laughs> you yeah, know i'm i'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna pass on it to be honest unless i can yeah. catch it for free on like shutter or something at some point right so that that news was a little disheartening because i would expect it was something like you know from the conjuring universe or something like that but when it's fucking blumhouse and it's not a well-known property number one because there's not it's not like a huge property like say like a friday to the 13th oh no or, it's a it's a it's or a something B like movie. that yeah and the definitely there's not a lot of people out there that know about black christmas even the remake probably a lot of people don't even really know about so i still it, have the, not seen the remake i've heard so many bad things i just never even yeah. bothered it's <laughs> It's not worth seeing. Well, I shouldn't say it's not worth seeing. It's been about 10 years since I've seen it, so I don't know. It Maybe it's better if... Maybe I need to give it another ch- chance, but I remember from when I saw it, it's not very good, so... But, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's probably going to be better than this trash, that's for sure. <laughs> you know? I'm not excited for this whatsoever. But... We'll see what happens. I'm I'm kind of probably in the same boat as you, where I'm probably gonna wait for it to go on to some streaming service to be able to see it because I'm not fucking paying for it. <laughs> and maybe I'll be yeah. maybe I'll be surprised. You never know. I mean, maybe it'll end up being good. I'm not. I don't have hope though that it'll be good. <laughs> I mean, no, none at all. It's just, yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it other than the fact that it seems like they've gone the complete opposite direction that they should have gone for it. And really fuck things up when they could have made a really good remake to wipe the taste out of the mouth from the original remake from 2006. They could have did something great, and it seems like they're just pandering to the masses that really probably don't even care about this fucking movie because half of them probably haven't even ever heard of it. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. That's you know. all right. I'll still be watching Silent Night, Deadly Night for Christmas, like I always do, yes. and completely forget about this movie. Yep. <laughs> nope. Definitely. I'll stick to the original. I might even watch the remake just as for shits and giggles to see. So yeah, I'll but definitely we'll, watch we'll the see. original. So that 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 news kind of sucks. But to kind of go into some more interesting, probably good news. Uh, we've got the Ghostbusters movie coming out next year that was directed by Jason Rittman, um, who's the son of Ivan Rittman, who obviously directed the first and second one. And they're completely ignoring, you know, the 2016 debacle remake because that movie sucked. <laughs> and it's not even the whole women being Ghostbusters. I it just was it. a bad movie. It looked yeah, stupid. I didn't, didn't want to watch it. It looked bad, so I, I haven't seen yeah. it. <laughs> so they've completed the movie. Obviously, it's coming out in July. Um, a lot of speculation has been going about who's actually coming back, you know, for it. Well, Dan Aykroyd recently did an interview. And he did confirm one of the biggest names that people didn't really know who, if he was coming back or not, Bill Murray is for sure going to be in the movie. Hell so that's exciting. Yes. Hell yes. Because for the longest time, that was what was holding up actually them doing a Ghostbusters 3 was Bill Murray not committing to it, which at the time, you know, who knows? It could have been the script or whatever the case may be. It just wasn't up to what he was wanting to do if he were to do a third one. 
but obviously if he's back they they must be doing something special with this you know yeah oh and yeah it's it's definitely got my interest for sure yeah so to have him back with Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, yes. um, and all that, I think even Sigourney Weaver's coming back for it, which is great too. If I heard that right, yeah, I think I'm I, sure. I think I read the same thing. Yeah, basically to have the whole gang back together, you know, minus obviously Harold Ramis who passed away a few years ago. Yes, I I, I think it's going to be great, and then you have, of course, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, and all these other new characters that they're introducing into this to basically pass the torch on to them. So I, I think it's going to be a good mixture of new and old. And yeah. I, I I think it's going to be well worth the wait, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what they did with this and, and how they're going to be presenting the story and where it's going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I like, obviously the originals, the actors from the original, two movies yep and uh paul rudd i always like paul rudd he's he's yeah. he's a good actor for like serious roles and he's pretty freaking funny so yeah definitely so yeah i think it'll be good yeah i it's it's gonna be great to be able to see those guys back with the proton packs hopefully um see or maybe one. they'll have <laughs> something new <laughs> hey you never know maybe they'll you know, have that's, a that's proton exosuit Hmm. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that would be great. That would be awesome. Hell yeah! I I just want as much nostalgia as they can do while also presenting a good story. Yes, the story is what's more important. Right, I agree, hundred percent. So, good stuff for that coming up. Uh, and I, obviously, next year there's there's a lot of movies coming out. I mean, between. That you've got the new Saw movie coming out in like early in the year. I think it was like May or something like that. Uh, you've got obviously the Invisible Man that we talked about last week. Um, Halloween Kills, Candyman. I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out next year. 2020 is going to be a great year for horror movies. I'm really firmly believing that. Yeah, good stuff's on the horizon. We're almost to 2020. I mean, we're God. We're like what? six weeks away from 2021 or something like that it's oh, like god right around the corner <laughs> it's ridiculous like i i swear to god it feels like just this past weekend was halloween and we're like already over halfway done with fucking november almost thanksgiving it's, man i know like less than two weeks to thanksgiving <laughs> i'm not ready i still have to get gifts for like my nieces and yeah that's what i gotta do too i gotta get some gifts this weekend yeah yeah <sighs> i'm not i i hate the holiday times just for that stuff because i'm not good with gifts i i'm terrible when it comes to gift giving if i can't I, figure I, I, out I what to what get to someone i'll just give them a gift card <laughs> right that's <laughs> what i'd rather do i'd rather just give people money for, for gifts here go buy whatever you want <laughs> well that that's like what my mom said because she doesn't want us to get her anything because she has this thing where she doesn't like feels like she shouldn't get gifts or whatever and she's like if you just really want to get me something just get me a gift card to you know menards or something like that and i'm like all right fine <laughs> i don't care you know it yeah. makes it easy yeah oh yeah good times good times but 
also kind of looking towards next year uh, news-wise, and this was something I just saw uh, today. We got season 10 of uh, American Horror Story coming next year. Now, season 9 is just just wrapped up. Um, it's its season, which was the 1984, you know, slasher summer camp based season. So Ryan Murphy has been talking, uh, did an interview, uh, recently where he was talking about how he's, how he's trying to get a lot of the fan favorite actors back for season 10, because there is a possible chance this could end up being the last season of American horror story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's about time. I think it's, it's been ran for, you know, 10 seasons would be a good way, good ending point for it, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, we've had, it's been a good show. It has been hit or miss for me, but it's maintained right. its popularity and it's always brought us something new every time. Yep. But I think, yeah, I think 10's a good place to stop because eventually you're just going to get just way too wacky and out there. I think, no, you know, I, I agree. And I, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you where it just seems like the seasons seem to be hit or miss. Um, and especially lately, it seems to be a lot more misses <laughs> than actual hits. Like the first few seasons were great, like absolutely wonderful. And then after, um, I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but after season four with freak show, because, like, the last half of Freak Show started petering off a little bit. I loved the whole thing. I loved all of it. <laughs> I, I, I did like the whole season. I, I, I really did. But it just seems like towards the end, because, like, the ending of that season didn't... It didn't seem as impactful as previous seasons. Yeah. You know, before that. And it just seemed like it kind of kept on going downhill a little bit from there. Like I like hotel. The season right after that is my least favorite of the whole uh, I love, series. I love the hotel too. <laughs> yeah, it's to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's I don't know that that whole vampire season that could have been good. I I just don't know. It just felt kind of flat for me. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And then it it it's like there's like aspects of seasons after that where it's like. It would start out good and end bad or like start out bad and end good or like kind of in between. It just hasn't been nearly as good as those first few seasons, you know, and I know Colt yeah, was I, terrible. I, it was a god. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I didn't care for that one. And so I, I, I agree that I think that 10 would be a good point to stop, especially if they're going all out for it. Yes. Because why not go out on top? if you Bring can, back Evan you know. Peters and uh, Sarah Paulson. Yep. I agree. 100%. Yes. I mean, you got now, to. If it's going to be the finale, you got to, I think. Because right. they've been there. They've, I agree. They've only missed this one season, right? Yep. Yeah. That's That's exactly correct, yeah. Now, he did say also that there is a possibility if FX doesn't renew the contract, they could try to shop it around to, like, Netflix. Because I know he's got that whole deal with Netflix right now. He did bring that up, that there's a possibility it could end up as a Netflix original after that. Maybe, if it doesn't, you know, get renewed and whatnot. But that's that still remains to be seen. Because obviously nothing's happened yet. There's been no official confirmation from FX whether or not 
the series is going to be done after season 10 or if they're going to renew or anything like that. So everything's still kind of up in the air remains to be seen that that's just what he said, basically um, that they might possibly end it on season 10 if it doesn't get renewed, you know? So, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's, it's kind of getting to that point where it could possibly end and end on a good note, you know, rather than beat it to the ground and make it where people just absolutely stop watching and just, completely loses everything that made it special yeah basically so yeah so we'll we'll see what happens and we'll definitely let you guys know as we learn more about what might be happening with that but i'm, I'm sure we're probably not going to really know anything until after season 10 you know honestly or we may know before season 10 if they decide that 10 a good place to stop you know they'll probably tout it as being the final season and being the best season to check out because they're getting all the star por- star power and everything. So who, who really knows? We'll, <laughs> we'll know more as it comes. Obviously it just might not come as soon as we may want <laughs> for information. But so that's kind of the, the news we had for this week. Um, now we did have, a, we do have a couple trailers that we checked out for some upcoming movies. Uh, now the first movie that we checked out was uh, a movie that's a, starring Michael Bean of Terminator fame. Um, it's called Red Handed. This movie actually looks pretty decent. Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. Um, speaking of cults, this looked like cults done right. It looked good. Right. <laughs> I'm, I love yeah, a good no. cult or a cult movie about witchcraft, I think, whatever they were doing. I think black so. Magic. They had, I think it was a lot of black magic and and stuff like that because he had the, the whole pentagram thing. Yeah, with the women laying down around it and stuff. And yeah, yeah, a lot of the, that black magic cultish kind of stuff, summoning the devil or whatever. Yeah, the case just may just be. a lot, of, just a lot of spooky shit, man. <laughs> exactly, because spooky shit is our thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. That movie's coming out actually uh, December 3rd on Blu-ray and video on demand. This is coming from High Octane Pictures. It seems like High Octane Pictures is coming out with a lot of movies. It's like, it's almost like they came out of nowhere and just all of a sudden they're making all these horror movies, which is great because it just means more content to be able to ingest for the horror genre and independent movies are always good because that just means that people out there doing what they love to do, you know especially when it comes to independent, you know, filmmakers like this versus these big Hollywood people that think they know what people fucking want for movies that end up turning out to be trash. So I'm all for this. This is, this is going to be good on top of Michael Bean being in it. You also have like, uh, Michael Madsen in it, um, from like reservoir dogs, the kill bill franchise and all that stuff. So, He's in here as well, so it's it looks good. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to checking this out. So uh, next is uh, actually Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island looks great. It's it's a good twist on it. I, I like that they're going more of a horror aspect with this. Mm-hmm. And this is also um, being done by Blumhouse. So it seems like Blumhouse has one stinker out of all these fucking movies that they're making. <laughs> you know, it's like they have that one stinker, but then all these other ones look great. And uh, Fantasy Island definitely is is right up there looking pretty good, too. This comes out uh, February 14th. So 
right around the same time that they're releasing The Invisible Man. So it's like you get two Blumhouse movies in like one month, basically. <laughs> so this is going to be good. I, I think it looks great. It's it's based off of that um, late 70s, early 80s TV series. And I just love what they're doing with it. it, it it's such a good spin on it. And it works well, I think, you know, from what they show were shown in the trailer. Yeah. You know? I I thought it looked good. I mean, the the premise was, it seemed original to me. I hadn't seen nothing like that in a movie. Right. I mean, I've seen, like, the resort comedy or something like that, and that's what it looked like at first. And then yep. it flipped it into a horror thing, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. it looks great i love it because you know getting your fantasies realized and then it's just all twisted too oh yeah and it was like the whole thing was like one big messed up genie wish (laughs) right it's like wishmaster all over again oh my god it's good that's so good so that one's coming out in february so that's something to look forward to in february now um also, another movie that was released uh, or is releasing soon. Now, I don't know if it's coming in the U.S. on December 18th, but for sure it's being released. It's because it's a foreign film. It's it's being released in Belgium on December 18th. So it may be coming at that time. It may not. Um, we, that still remains to be seen. I, I didn't find any concrete information on it. But we've got a movie called Yummy. Basically what it is, it's a it takes place in a hospital and basically it's just another zombie movie comedy, zombie comedy within a hospital. It looks okay, but like we've talked about multiple times over the last few months, zombie movies are just kind of overdone. I mean, you get the rare exception like that one Hulu one, uh, Little Monsters. That one was really good. That was really funny. Holy <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. But this one, it just kind of seems just like another run-of-the-mill kind of zombie movie. I wasn't me. impressed. I mean, like you said, the uh, makeup on the zombies looked really good. Yeah. But the the story didn't really look... It didn't interest me, and there was a lot of subtitles in the beginning, so I don't know if that would be a big part of the movie or not, but I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, the trailer itself was... For a, uh, uh, you know, it was foreign as well, which is why they had the subtitles in another language. I'm guessing it might not be, but then again, I mean, they were speaking English. Yeah. It just kind of throws you off that the subtitles are there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes you want to look down to make sure that you're reading it, but <laughs> it's not, it's not in English, so it's like you can't fucking read it unless you know the language, so, but yeah, it's... But overall, it just it looks like it could be good. It looks like it could have potential, but at the same time, it there's nothing that stands out about it to make it seem like it's going to be really anything different. So, um, it's probably going to be one where if it's on a streaming service, I'll, I might watch it if I'm bored. But I'm just kind of like the zombie genre is like my favorite genre when it comes to horror movies. Oh. Just because I absolutely love like the Romero movies. Yeah. Oh, you know? definitely. Yes. But at the same time, I'm just kind of all zombied out. <laughs> you know, just with <laughs> everything. Ever since The Walking Dead, basically. That's the way I got with the vampires, man. They ruined it. And you know yeah. what? 
as much as I hate Twilight, I can't really blame Twilight for ruining vampires. I blame Queen of the Damned because that came first, and that was that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but then you have those rare gems like The Strain and stuff like oh, that. Oh, The Strain is amazing. Such a good show. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I, it's it's just kind of one of those things where it's gets so oversaturated and then it's like okay i'm just i love these movies but i'm done for now yeah you know oh yeah and i'll go back and watch the old ones i watched uh the original night of the living dead for 31 nights of horror same here yeah i ended up popping out my criterion blu-ray for that it was just beautiful watching it and just such a stunning format like that. Hell yeah. I watched the, the Ultra HD version on uh, Amazon. Okay. And it was it was pretty nice. clear, too. It was surprisingly clear, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I know we, we talked about that, too, in recent weeks. Like, I'm just completely sold on Criterion now. Like, if, if, if there's ever a movie that's coming out in Criterion that I... Even if I already have it, I'm going to pick it up just because they always make it look so beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like a must have because I used to shit on Criterion just because how expensive it all was. I, I never really knew, you know, how good the quality was. So it was like, I was so naive about it. <laughs> I didn't even ever <laughs> check it out. And just to realize how beautiful and just all the fucking extras that they give you too and multiple discs, it's just like, good Lord, I didn't even know what I was missing. <laughs> so, yeah. If you are out there, if you've never gotten any Criterion Blu-rays, I highly suggest them, especially for, like, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Scanners is another good one. Videodrome. I mean, there's a quite a few out there that are really good, especially for horror movies, and it just makes them look so beautiful. It's so great. Highly, highly recommend it. It's well worth the like forty dollar price point, you know, for a, a Blu-ray, which seems just astronomical and just out there, but it's so worth it. <laughs> but, anyways, that's just uh, my little <laughs> rant on Criterion <laughs> for the week. But uh, so, kind of moving on from there, I know we got a little bit of Blu-ray news. Um, Ted, why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on with Blu-rays? Hello, everybody. This is your delicious Blu-ray newscaster, Ted. I have just very short news. I'm sorry I cannot be there tonight, but I got a few good news here for uh, Blu-ray. Shout Factory releases. uh, My Bloody Valentine is now available to pre-order from uh, Amazon.com. It has a release date of February 4th, 2020. Pet Cemetery 2, you can now pre-order also, and it has a release date of February 25th, 2020. And it was announced that Shout Factory is going to re-release the cult classic movie The Wizard, starring Fred Savage in a collector's edition Blu-ray. March 25th, 2020 is the slated release date for that. That is all I have for this week, so you guys take care. And enjoy Mark and Isaiah, but I won't blame you if you can't if you can't enjoy them without me, because I'm the star. Bye. <laughs> awesome news, Ted. Thanks for the update on Blu-rays. 
we will definitely let you know more as more news obviously comes out regarding Blu-rays. Moving on from there, we're going into our discussion for this week. Finishing up this three-part series where we started off talking about our favorite final girls. Last week, we talked about the most sympathetic characters in horror movies. We are ending this week with our favorite, well, not even favorite, but the most unsympathetic characters in horror movies are characters that we just love to hate. So, there's a lot. Oh, I mean, you, yes. You could honestly look at like the late 90s into the 2000s and like almost every fucking horror movie, almost all the characters you just fucking hated because you didn't care about them. But there's there's definitely some out there that stick out more than others as people that you just were just waiting for the killer to, to off just because of how either annoying or how they just are fucking assholes or whatever the case may be so we're gonna talk a little bit tonight just about that and who we think are the most unsympathetic characters in horror so without further ado let's go ahead and take a look so um just to kind of start things off here i was kind of you know trying to figure out who i thought you know fit this bill the best and, you know, looking back at horror from the 70s and 80s, they always had some, at least one or two, for sure. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, just looking at a classic movie, you, you, you think Carrie, you know, uh, Margaret White. So Carrie's mother. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect, yes. It's mm. how in the fuck could you ever sympathize with that woman? You know? No way. What a fucking bitch, first off. I mean, she... Oh, my God. She's, like, the perfect example, you know, to kind of kick things off here of, like, an unsympathetic character. Because, I mean, she was horrible. And all the shit that Carrie had to go through, too, on, on top of all that. I mean, oh. her mother was fucking yeah, horrible. Her, mo her mom was a evil bitch, for sure. <laughs> Because you've got that, you know, to kind of start off here. And then you look at, like, kind of going not so much a piece of shit like that, but you look at, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fucking Franklin. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about a whiny-ass bitch that did nothing but cry and complain the whole fucking time. You know? Yep. And I know the the point probably wasn't to make him like an unsympathetic character, but just the way that he portrayed it, he portrayed it so good that it just made you fucking hate him just because he cried and complained so much. And it's like you were just waiting for Leatherface to fucking put that chainsaw into him. And when it happened, it was just like for me, it almost felt like a a, a thing of satisfaction just knowing I don't have to listen to him fucking complain anymore. <laughs> you know and maybe that's just evil on my part no maybe no it, it was his cruel. whining was annoying as crap yes you're right it's just like oh my god just don't talk anymore dude i'm just <laughs> tired of hearing you fucking voice <laughs> you know it's like if nothing else just don't say anything else for the rest of this fucking movie <laughs> but of course it was like every every time he opened his mouth we can't be it's like just that whiny ass voice and just complaining about this, that, and the other. 
is he was like the perfect unsympathetic character that you were just waiting to be offed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are some that you that you found that, for being unsympathetic? Everyone in Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, overall, that movie except just for Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Buster Rhymes is just funny. Yeah, you know, trying to watch but Wayne yeah, Chow. <laughs> I mean, your main girl is kind of fucking whiny, you know, to start off with. Whiny. I mean, then you got that that one nerdy bitch that is just you know turning down that one dude all the time and just acting like a complete bitch the whole time. And then you got that slutty chick who is keeps leading uh what's his face on from American Pie. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean it's like every fucking character in that movie is just like you don't care about any of them. See, now when you and, take uh, those last few sentences away from what we're saying and tell someone this is a Halloween movie, you're mm. going to think you're freaking crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, how about, uh, Friday 13th, part seven, bad news cruise, Dr. Cruz. Yes. He was very (laughs) high on my list. And he got such an, uh, an epic death that somehow somebody took a circular saw and merged it with a weed eater, (laughs) which is awesome. It was bad. It was badass. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean Terry Kaiser played that role so well. Yes, I mean, yes, he did. Like I didn't even know who he was at first because my only um, introduction to him for the longest time was Weekend at Bernie's. Uh huh. So I only knew him as you know being Bernie for the longest time, and then because obviously he didn't have the mustache in Part Seven, so I didn't put two and two together. And just to see him go from being, you know, in Weekend at Bernie's in this comedy movie, just to be in this despicable, evil fucking doctor <laughs> that's just trying to exploit, you know, um, this girl and her powers and stuff and trying to make money off of her. It just then gets her fucking mother killed because she he used her as a human shield. <laughs> yep. I mean, what kind of asshole piece of shit human being would do that? I mean, that's just so out there. And so, yeah, when he got his, I, I wish that death scene would have lasted longer because I would have loved to fucking just see him just get torn to shreds. It got cut, you know? man. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's so bad. That movie that's, got chopped up, and it is such a travesty. Yeah, I agree. I, that's that's one of those things, especially with, like, if... if if we could have gotten an unrated cut of that, just to be able to see, it a wasn't more even the MPAA. It was the lady from Paramount that was cutting all this oh, yeah. crap just to get behind John Buechler because they didn't get along. The petty bull crap, mm-hmm. and we all suffered and lost all this freaking amazing effect work, all because of some snooty bitch. Yep. <sighs> but I'll get off the soapbox, <sighs> <Fucking> people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! There's so many. Um, oh, you want to? Well, taking a look at it more of a more recent one, sticking with the Halloween franchise here, or going back to the Halloween franchise rather. Looking at um, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, I thought he was going Fucking to say the, the new one. 
but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> William William Forsyth's character, Ronnie White. Yes. The stepdad. Uh-huh. What a piece of shit yeah. he was. Michelle, my bell. <laughs> well, the bully in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely. I mean, especially Ronnie. You should have thought I mean, of the just... janitor for a sympathetic character, because that was kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. He's like the perfect sympathetic yeah. character for last week. <laughs> oh. I still try to block a lot of these movies out of my mind. Not not that I hate Rob Zombie's Halloween. I like the first one. It's better than H2. This, by far. The the second one is awful. I didn't like it. Yeah. Rob Zombie's H2. Nope. No way. Yeah, I don't like I I haven't watched it since I first watched it back in Yeah, I've only watched it so. once. It was I'm sorry. You can do whatever you want with the thing with your own vision Rob Zombie but there's one constant that always stays the same Michael Myers does not fucking talk Jesus yes. Christ <laughs> that was part of his whole uh, allure as being the shape was he hasn't said a word since he murdered his family when he was a boy Yep. <laughs> yeah he should have never talked in H2 nope. he should have never yelled that shit I mean uh, that was unnecessary but I, I I understand. Rob was trying to do his own thing with it because he felt like he was being boxed in and all that and whatever the case may be. But at the same time, you're fucking working in somebody else's universe. I mean, try to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, do your own thing, but still keep it true to the original. If you want to do something about you know spectral freaking horses and I don't know what the hell was going on with that man. Right. Make your own original <laughs> it's, it's, story, man. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But what's what's done is done. We got H two. I mean if you But then again, if you do, ask him to make his own original story, you end up with thirty one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which had the potential to be such a good fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Richard Brake was good in that movie, but yes. other than that, that's really kind of the only redeeming factor in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but then again, you do get stuff like Three from Hell too, you know. And I that was still good. haven't seen it. You gotta see it. I know. You gotta see. It. Well, it's coming to Shutter here shortly, so you'll be able to watch it on there. For I need sure. to just freaking buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I have, the, I have the other two. I need the set. Kind of moving on from there for other unsympathetic characters. Going back into the 80s here, Captain Rhodes from Day of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated him. <laughs> like, I literally hated that dude <laughs> so much. He was such a bastard to all those scientists, and oh, my God, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like the worst kind of piece of shit. He was in a place of authority, trying to abuse the the authority because you know they obviously had the guns, versus you know the scientists who were just trying to fix the situation. And you know these soldiers are basically just trying to survive at that point. Mm-hmm. He's trying to boss them around, tell them what they can and can't do, and 
but he really takes things obviously to the extreme. And when he gets his comeuppance, when he gets torn apart by those zombies and, you know, you see those intestines fall out and then the, the bottom half of his body being dragged away. <laughs> yeah. I was so satisfied when that fucking happened. Hell yeah. He is such a bastard. <laughs> oh, so that was, that's probably, he's one, he's probably my top five for most un- unsympathetic characters. I mean, because obviously there is a lot, but he's like in that top tier where it's like, you are just an evil prick. You're the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even looking back even farther than that, you got fucking Henry Cooper and... Uh, Night of the Living Dead, too. Yeah. You know, another example of somebody that's trying to assert their authority because they were in this house first. And obviously gets put in his place, you he know, was, by Ben. He was harboring an infected child, too. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And didn't want to let anybody in, you know, said safer to be in the basement. And he was right, ben though. Ben puts him in his place there. Well, yeah, he was right about that. <laughs> but just the fact that he was trying to say that he was calling the shots and just being an overall prick the whole time. And yeah. Yeah. He definitely got his and it, that was very satisfying as well. Oh, yeah, he got his ass and, kicked and then, you know, he got <laughs> eight. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Let's see. The physical ed teacher from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, I forgot all about him. <laughs> Marshall Bell, yeah. Yeah. His his character definitely was another one where you're just waiting for him to get his. <laughs> and then for some reason they had to show him in a leather suit and a gay bar for some reason. Yep. <laughs> Cuz that was needed to be shown. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. But <laughs> making Jesse fucking run laps in the middle of the night and then telling him to hit the showers. Yeah. Yeah, there ain't nothing going on there. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> oh my god. Going back to New Blood um for a minute. Uh-huh. Besides um Cruz, you had fucking Melissa. Uh-huh. Yes. She that was, was one of that was my bitch. favorite freaking kills in the whole franchise. Just cause I hated that bitch so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> Axe to the face. Yes, every time I scream, fuck yes. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) Oh my god, that was good. Oh my god, how she was treating Tina the whole time. And just leading that one guy on. And yeah, she she deserved every bit of what she got. Yes. Like, she played that role so well. And I I know that they talked about how in real life she was just like just the biggest sweetheart and stuff too they it's usually like are totally uncharacteristic <laughs> it's just so wild you know just seeing somebody that just that heartless in a movie <laughs> it just it just really kind of shows you the kind of actor that they are that they can portray something like that but being like the to- total polar opposite in real life so mm-hmm. you know kudos to her regarding that because she really played that role well yes she did but then you know, looking forward into um, Jason Takes Manhattan, obviously you have McCullough. Yeah. Because that dude was a fucking piece of shit, too, just like Terry Kaiser, Kaiser's character in uh, Part 7. You know, trying to basically throw his niece into the fucking lake. And let her freaking drown. Making her <laughs> pretty much. 
and then just being a fucking bastard the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Him, him getting drowned in that nasty ass waste was the most satisfying death in, in Jason Takes Manhattan for me. Mm. Even more than that blonde bitch that got you know stabbed with the mirror piece. So for me, it was the flying V guitar smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But, but she didn't deserve it. Uh, not no, not comparatively, yeah. at least. I agree. I mean, she deserved it in the sense that it was her fault for being in a horror movie. But <laughs> <laughs> right, and playing an electric guitar in a fucking boiler room. Boiler room, room on a rusty ass old boat. <laughs> That's a cruise boat. She's lucky. Doesn't look like a cruise yeah, she's boat. She's lucky movie. Jason killed her because back then in the freaking eighties, some freaking deckhand would have came and freaking raped her or some shit. <laughs> Jason, safety. You're welcome. Uh. <laughs> right i'm trying to think of any like nightmare on elm street characters besides you know the coach i'm having a hard time thinking of any i don't know with like the nightmare movies i most of the characters um, the main character or the 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 guy from uh freddy's dead like the the john doe you mean or? yeah the guy that thought he was freddy's son okay yeah, he was annoying as shit <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean he's... that whole movie was kind of annoying to be honest. <laughs> right? No, I I hear you on that. It's yeah that that movie was kind. Of, I I still like Freddy's Dead for what it is. I actually for the Nightmare series, I don't think there's any movie in the Nightmare series that I actually hate other than the remake. Um, yeah, me too. Um, um but I still don't like Freddy's Dead that much. I I've never skip it in a marathon, but. No. I'd never watch the remake. I've watched it one time. I'd never watch it ever again. It was such a bad <laughs> fucking movie. I don't even own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I bought it just to own it, just to complete the collection of it, but I, I haven't watched it since it first came out. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's aspects of the remake I do like. Like some of the scenes are good. But overall, I mean, obviously the movie is just fucking terrible. And they they could have did so much with that fucking movie, but they fucking made you hate every fucking character. Yeah. I mean, Rooney Mara's Nancy wasn't convincing because I fucking hated her character because she's just so, like, <laughs> one-dimensional. You didn't fucking care about her. I cared more about fucking Quentin in that movie than I did about Nancy. You know, yep. and every other character was kind of that whole Twilight era type, you know, and it's just never cared about any of them. Yeah, so you could almost say the whole Nightmare remake <laughs> were very unsympathetic for <laughs> all those characters, you know. Yeah, but I agree with that. Any other ones that you can think of? Um... I don't know. You probably find one in just about any horror movie, almost. I'd yeah. say. Um, we did Nightmare. <laughs> we did Halloween. We did Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I can't think of a whole lot in the Child's Play franchise that I hated, that I wanted to die. Not really, that teacher, in two. Oh yes, yes. That's that is a perfect one. I that's one my favorite kill in part two. Because you could see the freaking yardstick from out the window. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's a good one, because, yeah, I fucking hated her, too. Yeah. She'd treat Andy like that. Fucking bitch. But, yeah, I don't I don't think I have any more. Not okay. off the top of my head. Right. <laughs> I mean that's that's a good that's a good list. I mean we we got quite a few there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of our list for unsympathetic characters to kind of wrap things up with this three week um, mini series that we did. You know we'd love to hear what you guys have for you know characters that you fucking love to hate, even still your sympathetic characters that you love, and your favorite final girls. You know you can always reach out to us through social media. As we let you know every week, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. But until next time, we do appreciate you guys checking out our podcast, as always, and we will see you guys later. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers.